1: or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: All right, so the D-linemen are getting some work in right now. Tavondre Sweat, one of the more polarizing prospects this Draft process. We, we always hear about weight. Last year it was height. It was Bryce Young's height. This year it was Tavandre Sweat's weight. He actually weighed in at 366, I think it was, which was the same uh, weight that he <laughs> played at last year. I guess he cut some weight. Mm-hmm. Um, this was him yesterday at the podium just talking about what he brings to the table and what he's going to bring today. As the Texans are in the market, perhaps for a defensive lineman, this was uh, Tavandre Sweat. Uh, breaking things down with the media types. Did you weigh
3: in? I haven't. Okay. Weigh in tomorrow. Everybody that want to know, you'll see tomorrow.
4: <laughs> <laughs> what, do, what do you,
3: you expecting? Where do you want to be? Where do you want to be to be the most uh, effective that you could tomorrow, be? Easy? And That's where I feel comfortable at. Mm-hmm. That was a pretty big increase from what you played at previous seasons. What was fine. Season? Uh You know, you know how man is. I mean, you want yourself um, We got to grow into our bodies this is me as y'all see i'm a big guy big frame that's just how it is i just grew into my body man
0: how much has your frame been a talking point with teams when you've been in interviews
3: or conversations everyone everyone but uh let y'all know i'm doing everything at the combine before y'all even ask uh I feel like a lot of y'all going to be like, when I run this 40, you know. Shock, I'm going to shock a lot of y'all, you know. So,
2: Sometimes.
4: what do you
3: anticipate
2: running? 4'4", four, 4'5". Four, four, yeah. <laughs> you know? kidding there. Uh, but Tavondre Sweat's a polarizing guy. I've seen people talk about him going anywhere from the first to the second um, to perhaps a slide. I, I don't anticipate a slide. Uh, I could I see I could see a scenario where both he and his teammate, Byron Murphy, go in the first round. But he's, he's that guy who... There's going to be polarizing opinions because there's going to be some people who say he might be a two-down lineman can't get upfield mm-hmm. all that. I don't care. You're da- you're down with Sweat, huh? Uh, I know Murphy is a stud, and yeah. and, and I think you're higher. I think on – He's number thirteen on ESPN. Yeah,
5: yeah. You're, you're yes. a lot of people, including yourself, are higher on Murphy. I'm not
2: going to be. No, I I like Sweat too. I like uh, both
5: of these guys. I, I'm not going to be shedding any tears if, if if Murphy is the guy. I just think like fit opportunity. You know, the the, the team uh, that, 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 would, that needs exactly that in, in the Houston Texans, big stud, middle of the line, I don't care if it's a two-down guy. I mean, I don't think anyone would care uh, because all of a sudden that makes it into a very much more often uh, passing situation. Um, I've, I've, I've watched maybe four or five Longhorns games, maybe not even that many in, in, in total, like the whole game. I watched the Alabama game, the whole game. I watched, like, you know, a couple of others. The, the 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 championship game, of course. So probably about four games. And so this isn't like because he's got a good personality, because he's kind of funny. I'm talking about like if you just eliminate that, like what the Texans need, and his ability to clog the middle of the line like that, Landry. I don't need to tell you. You watched every one of them, every down. Like he is like off the shelf, ready for what the the Texans could use.
2: Yeah, I, I think Murphy's kind of, if, if he's there, I, I could see them easily jumping on that. I don't know what, when they would like sweat. Could they cross their fingers in hopes that he goes to the second round? I, I don't know. And I think it's going to matter. It, it's going to depend on what's up with the uh, with the wide receivers as well, which, which brings me to this. Landry Locker, John Lopez, Figgy Fig with you. So we've talked about the wide receiver position a lot this offseason. Uh, Nick Casario has talked about a two year plan, mm-hmm. which he laid out. The increments. This is my hypothetical, and, and I actually discussed this before the news came out that it looked like Michael Pittman Jr. might get franchise tagged by the Indianapolis Colts. But if if Michael Pittman Jr., let's say the Colts the deadline passes next week on the fifth, and the Colts don't franchise tag Michael Pittman. If you were the Texans, would you look at Michael Pittman as potentially a two years down the line replacement for Nico Collins? Where do you sit in Michael Pittman versus Nico Collins? Oh boy, that's a good question. I, that's I, a good question. See, I've been doing And it this, puts a lot of people on the spot. I've been doing the sign <laughs> or decline yeah. um, series with Cody Stutz on, on YouTube and Michael Pittman was the guy that came up today. We're doing it with every prospect. Mm -hmm. And we were talking about it, and Stute said that he would sign Michael Pittman because he thinks Michael Pittman is a better player than Nico Collins. We laid out all the quarterbacks he's played with, the fact that he's missed eight less games than Nico Collins, and that isn't even factoring in the game against the Jets where he left in the first series, Uh, the fact that... On one hand, you talk about Nico Collins has played with an elite quarterback one year and you base it on that. And Michael Pittman has never played with an elite quarterback. He had more catches. Nico Collins had more yards and four uh four more touchdowns. But if you could like if, if you could sign Michael Pittman and have Nico Collins for one year, but then Michael Pittman replaces Nico Collins. Would that be something that you would consider? I'll put it this way. I said no, but I can understand where Stutes is coming from. No,
5: uh, I I think it's a solid point uh, by by Cody. And the reason is, for me, is the same reason I don't want to give Nico Collins uh, all that money right now. Get him on the cheap, fine. Body of work. Like the body of work that Michael Pittman Jr. has, has done is appreciably better than Nico Collins. He's played 17 games, 16 games, and 15 games the last three years. That's a better player. Like, he might not be faster. He's not known as a real fast guy, Michael Pittman Jr. He's known as a guy that gets open, you know, whatever. Savvy, you know, good catch, uh, whatever they call, you know, the radius and all that stuff that they talk about all the time. But his body of work is just better than Nico Collins. It's three years of production like that. Two of those years over 1,000 yards receiving. Nico Collins, we love you. (laughs) I mean, we think highly of you. Uh, But one year. So, that I. I think Cody's right. I would have to side with him.
2: I really, really would love to hear what the discussions are with Nico Collins, with Nick Casario. Because mm-hmm. my thing is this. like, I, I bet that Nico Collins would be willing to give you a bargain deal. He was a second-round pick? Third. Oh. Uh, second. They traded up for it. That's they right. Traded second. Up. Yeah, they traded up.
5: Um, He can get some money. I mean, let's be honest what it's all about here. But does, yeah. but
2: do, there's also a risk. Like, yeah, he could lose the future money. You, you yeah. miss games. Teams are going to have a little bit more
5: idea of what you're about. Is he going to bet on himself? Yeah. You know, that's what it comes down to. Like, like what would be a reasonable contract for you? Three years? 42?
2: I mean, if you're doing that, that's that's a steal. Steal. Forty-eight. That's 14 mil a year. That's 16 mil a year. Um, I, I don't know what I don't know what Nico Collins is. I, I really like. I think he's good. But I, think about the bonus that he'd get and all that. I mean, the other thing is, do they feel like they need like a bona fide number one receiver? Well,
5: I I, I said it earlier. I, I don't see. I can't fathom that they don't. I can't like this whole argument that we've been having and the argument among ourselves and where should we prioritize all these these fancy discussions that we've been having and and they've been fun this, this last week they really have I can't fathom the Texans not thinking that they need a number one wide right receiver still Is I there just a- can't
2: I, I, my mind can't go there I, I want to ask y'all this do you think that there's like some sort of blueprint that the Texans should follow because that's the that's the thing that happens this time of the year especially when you have hopes like the Texans Landry Locker, John Lopez figgy fig with you like you hear these models, and we, we talked about the stupid tweet that B. Scott. I don't even know why he brought it to the air, quite honestly. But it was like, well, the last Super Bowl champs have paid this much to a running back. I roll. So does that mean that I'm that that you don't need a top receiver either? Because the Chiefs the last two years haven't had a top end receiver. Does that mean hey, let's just cut Nico? Actually, just,
4: got rid of their top receiver. Yeah. yeah. So, so does
2: that mean you just like look past that? Like Tom Brady after Moss and Welker, like. They never want they never won a Super Bowl with Moss and Welker, so does that mean you don't need a receiver? Like that's is there like some sort of blueprint though that we can point to? Because a lot of times you, you know, you say, well, they did it this way, they did it that way. I, I don't even know that I don't think that there's like necessarily a a blueprint. And, and this is vague, but I, I think you do have to be aggressive. I think I think you have to be selectively aggressive when you do have this window that the Texans have Yes. with CJ Stroud on the rookie quarterback. I don't think there's like a formula for, hey. Look at this team did that or that team did that or the 49ers do this and the Chiefs do that. I think there's if, examples that you can pick If and it choose. were if it
4: was all 32 teams would be using that blueprint. Well, there is no blueprint to success.
5: That 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 whole opinion is a kissing cousin of well, Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl. Yes. You
2: know? Yes.
4: Uh,
5: yeah, he did. Yes, <laughs> yes he did. Yes. And I don't want Punk. Trent
2: Baum, Manu Ginobili, <laughs> and Tony Parker late in the draft. Yeah.
6: <laughs>
5: Tom Brady was a sixth rounder. God. They're all cousins of each other. Yeah, and I do they're think they're there's all... examples.
2: Like I think you can point to Christian McCaffrey and the impact he had on San Francisco and what they invested. Maybe, maybe that's because I just no. believe in the running back. Maybe I'm just, but like the, I don't know that there's like some sort of blueprint. Like what? Let me put it this way: If you are going to find a blueprint, mm-hmm. and I think this is what we need to do, and I think it goes back to the San Antonio thing too, like mm-hmm. the Spurs. Don't point to Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady and tell me like that's like some sort of blueprint. That's that's if you have Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady, you can figure stuff out and yeah. there's no formula. Yeah, you to could
4: it. you could but, put anybody in the in yeah. the backfield if you had Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes. Because
2: if you're gonna use Super Bowl champs of the last twenty years, yeah. you, you flip a coin. There's a chance that it's Mahomes or Brady. Yeah, Let's much. just eliminate that. <laughs> Let's just eliminate that from yeah. the whole conversation.
5: Yeah, pretty much pretty much. Here's who, here's where I went with the the two-year increments thing. And it, and it's self, you know, I I I mean, I'm I'm kind of endorsing my own point here, I admit that. But when I heard two-year increments, my mind immediately went to this cuz you're talking about blueprint in the next 2 years. If we're talking about the next 2 years, do the Texans stand a better chance of contending, like truly contending at the highest level via the draft? And what they already have, or via free agency and bolstering it. Because I think it's a no brainer free agency. Like if you want to really contend in the next two years, forget five years, in the next two years, it's free agency bolstering what you already but have.
2: But I don't think it's necessarily spending big in free agency. No, no. And I think that's no, no. where it is. Like I, I think it's I think it's just being productive in free agency, even if it's a better version of last year. Like last year was kind of similar to the year before ish. There was churning of the roster. But I don't think there's – and this is – I don't think you have to, like, go big game shopping. Like, I know Clint's talked about that. I don't, I, don't, I don't think you dismiss it. I don't think you have to go big game shopping. Yeah, what What I'm saying, though, is,
5: like, in terms of, like, pu- pushing the scales in your in your favor, free agency is going to be it. Don't, don't spend a lot. I've said that re- repeatedly. But via the draft, heck, I, I just I'm, – I'm really starting to swoon with sweat. He could get fat and in be nothing
2: what? swim with sweat yeah he can play fat
5: no I'm just saying the worst there's no guarantees yeah. on the on the draft whereas you get a little bit more of a guarantee with free agency you know I like Edgar Cooper a lot Edgar, Edgar Cooper a whole lot he might not be it you know what I'm saying is like if in the if you're looking at just the next two years the the closer thing to a sure thing is bolstering this lineup and enhancing the receiver and running back positions with free agents. If you're looking to for, the, I think it's a draft for the next two years. I'm saying,
2: yeah, have a draft like you did last year. You're fine. Okay,
5: but that's where the it gets a little dicey. You know, you're not always going to have a draft Find the like tank that. The you world. also have the number two and three pick. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah, you know, especially you
4: know. you're gonna you probably going to be flirting around the twentieth, the twenty. You've got twenty three, fifty nine, and I believe
5: yeah. eighty something. Uh, so that that's that's a crapshoot. Via the draft, if you're if you're talking to now, you want to hit them. You're still going to use those picks, and maybe you'll you'll have another great draft. But if you're looking putting the odds in your favor, it's free agency. It's free agency, free agency, free agency for the next two years. That's how you get there. I mean, that's just how I feel. People can disagree, and that's that's cool. But this is not the two three pick. This is twenty three fifty nine. Yeah, you know.
2: Yeah, you definitely don't have the same draft equity. It's different. Yeah. It's exciting though. It's very exciting. There's trust. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit of trust, right?
5: Absolutely. I trust these guys in a the lot. Process. And so I trust them
2: in free agency. I started out the show with this. I got another one. I'm gonna take this in a different direction. Landry Locker, John Lopez figure if you Why you look so nervous? I'm not nervous. I'm cool as can be, man. So I have a leap year take. I've heard one of your leap years at the same one. It's unnecessary, but but we'll 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 move past that. I, I don't want to agree make, to disagree. Yeah. No. We we can agree to disagree. Um <laughs> No, Yesterday, it's wrong. By the way, I is, Love we, Is Blind, I'm not trying to give it away. I saw you tweeted something. But one of the first, one of the people said, she said, "Agree to disagree." He said we're not agreeing with bleep. We disagree. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, "Thank you. You're yes. a weasel, but I, so thank you very much yes. for saying that." We don't. Yes. Why do we have to agree to disagree? I hate that term. You know that. I hate it more than anything. Yeah, you know that. And a lot of times it's over something factual, but I'm not. I'm not trying mm-hmm. to. I have a leap leapier take. I can't wait for this. It should be a holiday. Like if we're if it's only going to be once every four years, we have a lot of weird holidays. Like leap year should be a holiday.
5: Now that is a good take. I agree with that. If, now if that if is it, a good take. It's an
2: extra day. It really doesn't count. I only think you should be able to celebrate your birthday once every four years. But if we're going to have a leap year and we're going to add a day to the calendar once every four years, it should one hundred percent be a calendar. Now that be, a, I, be I, a holiday. You
5: are totally wrong on the it's unnecessary thing, and I think science will tell you that. We'll agree to
2: disagree on that.
5: But what, but what you just said. We're already we already are not getting paid for working today. I mean, we're not. Most companies, if you get paid monthly or annually, they don't take that leap year into effect into into account. So we're already working for free. We're we're not punching yeah. any clocks today, Figgy. We're working for free. So make it a holiday. Make it a, now that I can get down
2: with. You're not technically working for free cuz you don't work daily. You work for the year. Now you're, just, no, no. now you're just trying no, no. to get free stuff. No, no. You're being a freeloader.
5: No, no. Like, if you're getting paid monthly, they don't add that extra day as part of the equation. Yeah, because it's for the month. Yeah. I'm just saying, you are working for free. No, we're not. No,
2: because it's, it's
5: still your yearly. annual. Here's the thing. Your annual salary is based on 365 days a year. They don't, on leap years, pay you, base it on 366 and
2: give you a little more. Show me where it says 365 in your contract. So it says year. Yeah, but it doesn't say 365. It says year. Okay, well, actually, guy. Uh, well, well, <laughs> I mean, that's, that, that's, I'm just telling you. Hey, not, well, actually, guy here. here my lawyer had. It doesn't say 365. It says year.
5: Yeah. It might say 365. I don't know. I haven't looked at it. That it close. says year. But I think it says year. Nevertheless, when they're calculating, it's based on 365 days a year. So you're
2: working for free the 366. I know about that, John. No, I do. I know about that, John. I do know. Coming up, Lunchtime Confessions here on In the Loop on Sports Radio 610. We'll go live to the Combine as well. We're having a lovely time with you on a leap day. Free or not?
7: My All right, live trip to the Combine coming up in uh, 15
2: minutes here on In the Loop on Sports Radio 610. But right now, it is lunchtime confessions. We confess our sins to you, the loopholes. Shout out to the loopholes. If you listen, you are one. Some of these confessions have to do with sports. Some have nothing to do with sports, but we're transparent with you 24-7. Let it hang a little bit lower during lunchtime confessions. It is time to confess. Watch this.
5: To my you know, sometimes things can uh, kind of scar you mentally or emotionally or whatever. Uh, not, not nothing serious. I'm not talking about like deep seated issues, but just in a sports world. So the Texans change, have three new hires on the defensive side of the ball. No big deal. Uh, Rod pro- Wright promoted. Baby. Rod Wright. Shout out to number ninety. Ali came in, and uh, Bill Davis was hired away from Arizona as linebackers coach. Nothing really to. No hot takes here, but I'm still kind of like I feel bad about this. That's a, that's the confession. Bill Davis was the best man in Urban Meyer's wedding. Okay, and he's and he's Urban Meyer's best friend. What's wrong with that? Nothing. I'm saying that's my confession. There's still like a little stench. In the air, you so know. You Urban, Urban Meyer's a
4: good guy, right? What's uh, yeah, uh, He's a great guy, uh, right? Well, uh,
2: You'll hang out with him. Yeah, he just I, had a bad stint and uh, go accident. to a bar. That, that's yeah. what I'm saying.
4: It's unfair
5: that, that I felt this, but allegedly, you like, uh, go care care to a bar writers. after the game. <laughs> 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 I'm confessing. That's the whole idea here. Come and clean. I shouldn't feel that
2: way, but I'm like, eh. You could use some Urban Meyer philosophy, man. Like as far as
5: football, yeah, as long as he does. He hey, what y'all things? doing that to the game? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't. I shouldn't feel this way, but I'm. I was looking up these guys and reading about them, and I'm like, oh, best man at Urban Meyer's wedding. Oh wow, uh, Urban Meyer's best friend, like, like best buddies, like vacations and everything else. He's a hell of a guy, probably. He's a hell of a coach, probably. And my confession is, I just can't. It just hit me funny, you know.
2: Don't tell me, don't tell me, it's all cool, and you're all about Bill Davis. I'm fine with Urban. Yeah, he did a good job on Fox. I didn't think he was going to be able to come back and do his thing on Fox. He's doing yeah. his thing. Yeah, fine with it. What's the segment called? Confessions. That's why I did it. Watch this. These are my
4: confessions. I got to
2: confess, I'm starting not to care about Dalton Schultz, man. Mm-hmm. I, I'm starting to feel like the Texans don't care. Could perhaps find somebody that is in this free agent core that could maybe be a little bit more complete, maybe not as good of a receiver, Mm -hmm. but maybe whether it's guys with unrealized potential or not, I'm I'm starting not to worry about this Dalton Schultz thing as much as I thought I would. I think it would be kind of an overreaction. I I think Nick Casario and the way in which he speaks on two-year plans and all that, I, I think it would just be very weird for Nick Casario to allow the market to speak to him, which is what he did, get dalton schultz at a bargain and then after a good year from dalton schultz all of a sudden overreact and overpay dalton schultz that just doesn't seem very nick casario like and i don't think that the texans are going to fall off if they let dalton schultz walk like all this money that we're talking about saving and using in other areas if you can get one of these other guys for five million dollars less than dalton schultz I don't know how much the play even really falls off. Yeah. And I also think that it would be a good thing of not taking something that you benefit from and then all of a sudden overpaying.
5: Nick uh, Nick Casario is really, really smart and really, really... It's you the know, nicest thing you've ever said about it, it. I've always said he's smart. He's really, really smart. And he's proved that he doesn't get silly when it comes to, to stuff like this. Well, he he'll be very like That's this, where though, that isn't? New England Patriots yeah. way come into play he, too. He'll be b- very measured with how he spends money, but I think he'll spend it bigger if he needs to. My my whole point on your on your confession is this. He said a couple of times at least, he, he's going to let the market dictate uh what they do. I think that speaks to Dalton Schultz and Nico Collins. I I, I really do. Watch this. My I want two guys, and there's no way I can get two guys because I think they might both uh, out of the draft because I think they might both go in the first round or early in the second. Uh, we mentioned Tavondre Sweat. I think he's perfect, perfect for what D'Amico Ryans uh, could do. The other one is Edgren Cooper. Edgar Cooper, the linebacker out of AM. Uh it, it absolutely perfect shooting up boards with his speed. I'm going to be very interested to see what he does. So you just
2: want to stay in Texas?
5: I want to stay in Texas. I think one of those two guys would be absolutely – those are my two – whatever, draft crushes, whatever you want. Field Yates said that uh, the game that uh, Edgren Cooper played against Alabama is on the very short list of the best game any defensive player in college football played this year. He is really good, as is Sweat. And I think those are my two guys that I'm already
2: kind of – So that's Lopez's philosophy? What? I only need a tank of gas, and I can build me a good football team around here. Uh, where, how'd Give you get that out of I what I just said? I, 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 just, I can stay in this state. All I need is all I need is fifty-five dollars. I can build me a ball club. See all the see all the players I need. Put a
5: fence around <laughs> Texas, and I'll beat your ass. <laughs> <laughs> who but was it who said that? I it mean, was Daryl Royal, I think. Back in the day, uh, it might, yeah. yeah, he said to
2: build a fence. But I, I remember yeah. uh, Chad Morris when he was at SMU. He ended yeah. up leaving and fumbling at Arkansas. Yeah. But he was like,
5: i don't need about a quarter tank of gas, and I think we can build a ball, a ball club yeah. here." I think Daryl Royal was something like, and it's been before my time. But he's yeah. not lying. Put a fence around Texas, and I'll beat your ass. Yeah, I, because I, all those—I think it was because all those the players, players, were players were leaving you to Oklahoma, yeah. and uh, Bud Wilkinson. Remember, yeah. you know all that stuff. Yeah. He's like, if I could just put a t- fence around... T- and he was not wrong. No, he's, he's very He's <laughs> he was, very right about that. He was not wrong. Watch this.
4: These are my
5: I
2: got to confess, I'm shocked that Figgy doubled down on these brisket fries and brisket burgers. Oh, he's all about it. Your social yesterday. media presence is just jumping. The uh, Killins barbecue and the... Uh Trill Burgers yeah. collaboration, yeah. Vicky kind of tripled down on that yesterday. I got to confess, Patrick I, Creighton jumped in. I thought that might be one that he wants to uh, walk away from. Nah, I'm actually shocked
4: that you're not down for it. It's it's like this is foreign to you, man. It's a it's a bunch of places that put brisket on fries. Well, I'm talking about brisket on burgers too. It's I don't mind much. brisket on a potato. Well, nah, like a baked potato. That's a loaded loaded potato. Yeah, loaded yeah. fries. Yeah, that I'm good with. I don't understand that. I mean, loaded fries, loaded potato. Yeah. That's kind of similar. That's a lot, man. It's a lot.
2: I, I think it's the fried. Beef. I also it's, just don't think anyone it's also would a, say if
4: they didn't like it. It's yeah. it's also a lot mm. at a rodeo too, man. You at oh, like this the wildest have, thing at a rodeo. You'd have
5: to sit down and got not get anything. <laughs> see, I like to like get the lit like like one corn dog and a and a whatever you know, some dry fries, funnel, funnel cake or something, some yeah. corn
4: and little stuff like yeah, that.
5: But but that have a corn, I ain't getting them. No have a whole meal like
4: that. <laughs> you look, a, look like a corn guy. I can see you getting corn.
2: What's a corn I can guy see. Look I can like? see
4: you. What is You corn look like a guy corn like. guy. I've never got Just corn get a little cup of fair. corn. No, I'm not getting. I will get corn a little butter? Fair.
2: No. <laughs> I don't understand that. The corn? It's one of the we- that's one of the weakest uh fair fair foods. Not the Mexican corn. corn. No. Yes. Yeah. put mayo on it. Yes. Or cream. Disgusting.
5: And and the little spices. Come on, man. Corn. Grow up. <laughs>
4: Watch this. These
5: are my Hey, man, we got some uh, conference uh, action, college basketball action happening, and we already have an internet sensation. What do you I, mean conference uh, basketball? Uh, uh, the end of conference college basketball ter- tournament's upcoming. Uh, oh, I thought you were saying they were going right now. No, no, I'm saying we're, we're getting down to the nitty-gritty here. Have you seen Cream Abdul-Jabbar? C-R-E-A-M. Cream Abdul-Jabbar. Robbie Avila. From Indiana State, which, by the way, Indiana State's really good this year again. First time since Larry Bird. <laughs> thirty-five points, eight rebounds, five assists. He wears goggles. Yeah, I'm about to say, is that to do with the goggles? Goggles, kind of pudgy. He had thirty-five, <laughs> eight, and five steals uh, last night. Uh, I'm. Uh, uh, there's another. There's another college basketball tournament crush to be. Uh, I can tell you right now, he's gonna blow up, and I'm gonna love it. Did you see any of the highlights? I did not. Cream Abdul Jabbar. Did not see that, man. Yeah. Look at this guy. Look at this guy. He's a machine. He's nice and pudgy. He looks like the guy in the pickup game that'll blow you away and you and never gets picked first. Indiana State's good this year.
2: That okay. much I know. No, they no, they are. Okay. They are. Yeah. Oh, you could take him. No, I mean, you, no, you but could take him off the dribble? That guy is not doing anything. In, in like a big game, huh? that is not happening. They play in a
5: good conference, and uh, they might uh, the do Valley. Well. Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah.
5: Missouri Valley? Are you kidding me? Come on. Uh, that, that dude,
2: that dude is going to get worked in the tournament. You don't think the Missouri Valley Conference is good basketball? He is going to get worked in the tournament. They're twenty
5: four and five. Well, twenty five and five now. They won last night. Who's that he's going against? That was Evansville. Yeah. Okay. How good are they? It's, the Missouri Valley is a really good basketball conference.
2: You know that. Yeah, he looks good, man. Yeah. Looking good. You could take him? I'm not, I'm not comparing him to me. <laughs> I mean, that, that might be closer to him than him oh, playing brother. against Duke or something. <laughs> like him playing against Duke or UNC or something like that or the Cougs. Yeah, that, it, he might need to stay in this weight class. But Oh, God. No, I'm not saying that. Let's go to the combine, man. We got some uh, some important workouts going on at the Combine. Let's go out there. Uh, combine visit with Stutes next.
0: I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me.
1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites.
3: You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medella is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.
1: Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents In The Loop. With John Lopez and Landry Locker. All right, let's go
2: out to Indy. Cody Stutz is at the NFL Combine. Stutes, uh we'll, we'll get to what's going on on the field right now. Lopez has a he, – he is a chubby chaser because he loves Tavondre Wait. Sweat. What? He loves Tavondre Sweat. You like big guys. Uh, but what, what, was the, what was the biggest dialogue, though? Who spoke today? What did we hear? Who's visited with the Texans? All that. Let's start there.
6: So, the corners, the safeties, and the – very small, tight end group all talk today. And from a cornerback perspective, man, it feels like the Texans are checking in with all of the top corners. on Arnold said that he loved his visit with D'Amico Ryan, the corner out of Alabama. He was pretty confident. He was saying, hey, I'm the best corner. I got the best mentality. He said it's great to talk to an Alabama guy like D'Amico Ryan about playing defense. And then he mentioned, hey, you know, Will Anderson's down there. would love to catch up with him you know, because we have played together before. But they also have a meeting set with Nate Wiggins from Clemson, who is going to be very fast if you listen to him in the 40-yard dash. Like somebody was saying, hey, they said you run a 4-5. He's like, nope, I do not run a 4-5. I mean, like, he was very upset that people were saying he runs a 4-5, that he's going to be much faster than that. He's one of the top corners in this class. They talked with Quinnian Mitchell at the Senior Bowl, um, Mitchell didn't make it to the podium while I was there today so sometimes these medicals run late a lot of these guys were saying that they've spent you 10-11 know, hours at the hospital getting all the medical checks um, so that's kind of pushed back some of the uh, conversation but they have talked to some tight ends as well uh, Theo Johnson, the Penn State tight end um, Canadian which I think is interesting because there's another Canadian tight end, Tanner McLaughlin from Arizona they don't know each other, but they're two of the more impressive tight ends, and they're both Canadian. There's not a lot of Canadian football players uh, that make it to the NFL level, so I thought that was pretty interesting. But the, the absolute just immediate crush that I had here at the Combine today was listening to Cade Stover, the Ohio State tight end, to talk about Ohio State, talk about his mentality, how he approaches football, how he wants to be a great teammate, how the commitment to the team is actually the commitment to yourself. Like, basically, all the stuff you hear D'Amico Ryans and Nick Casario talk about with the Texans mentality, and then he was asked, have you met with the Texans? He said, yep, talk to him. I love C.J. Stroud. From, we go way back. I, I, I love that dude, and I would, I would love to play with him again. And I was just like, okay, sign me up. You know, you, you, Use the second, use the third-round pick, whatever you need. Sign me up. He's one of the top tight ends. He's probably checking in three or four as far as the tight end rankings go. So, Cade Stover immediately turned into a draft crush for me as he talked about football and then talked about C.J. Stroud.
5: Now, we all know, you know, we, we, we always read, We always get sucked into it and read too much into who these players uh, spoke with, uh, et cetera, et cetera. But the number of cornerbacks, and I was follow, I'm, I've been following you on Twitter, and it's just an incredible number of cornerbacks with whom uh, the, the Texans spoke, is, is just kind of head-spinning, and it might be a little b- bit more telling. Even though you know, we might look like fools in the long run here, cornerback seems to be one that they're definitely keeping an eye on for the draft.
6: They, they, I feel like they have to just because this cornerback free agency market is, is not great. And you know, this isn't a report when I say this, but a lot of people that I've talked to here in Indianapolis don't believe Steven Nelson's coming back. Um, You know, people uh, around football believe that the injuries at the end of the year combined with his age, he's not going to find the market that he wants um, until somebody maybe gives him a little bit more and then the Texans would be comfortable paying him to bring him back. So uh, with Steven Nelson potentially on his way out, you've got to look at corner. And and, and maybe it's 23rd overall, and maybe it's the second round, or maybe it's the third round so that you've got a guy – who is maybe a developmental guy that Mm -hmm. can sit behind a veteran you sign? But, John, you're right. I I walk by a bunch of different corners and just kind of asking them and talking to them, and it feels like if it wasn't a, a formal visit, which you get 45 of those here at the Combine, if it wasn't a formal visit, they'd at least had an informal conversation with the guy. And then a lot of these guys who were senior bowl corners, they've also gone and talked to them again. So Kalen King from Penn State and Cam Hart from Notre Dame, uh, both guys that were senior bowl guys talked to the Texans there and then talked with them again here at the combine in an informal setting. But, yeah, they're, they're, they're definitely doing their homework
2: on these cornerbacks. What about the uh, the D-linemen? They spoke yesterday. Lopez is uh, Speaking of cap he's, crushes, he's a big Tavondre Sweat guy. He's a big Tavondre I mean, I mean, sweat, sweat guy now.
6: Hey, I mean, uh, I, I get it. There's not a lot of guys like Tavondre Sweat. I mean, just they just don't make human beings – that big and good at football very much anymore you know i think back to like you know casey hampton back in the day i used to always say they just don't make people like casey hampton anymore and sweat's not that type of guy because he's he carries and wears the weight a little bit better than casey hampton did but i mean sweat's a unique guy and 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 the texans have a lot of guys that are you know about six three and three hundred pounds they don't have someone like Tavondre Sweat, who's a big guy over 330, 340, you know, 365, 375, you know, whatever his <laughs> actual playing weight is. You know, they don't have a guy like that, and he's not a one-trick pony, man. I, you, know, you go watch him at Texas. You, you, you watched, I watched some of the, the individual drills and, and the, the two-versus-one drills at the Senior Bowl. Like, this is a guy that he's not going to be Eric Donald rushing the passer, but he's not going to be totally inept at getting to the quarterback either. Devondre Sweat is, I mean, look, if he starts to fall, if he's there in the second and you want to make that investment, it's maybe, you know, maybe a little bit of luxury if you're doing that, but if he's there in the third round. I mean, they just don't make human beings like him, so I'd make that investment. And his, his teammate, Byron Murphy, loved him. He said that he was blessed to have known Devondre Sweat and played football with him, and Sweat made his job so much easier. And then someone told me, one of the draft analysts, that, hey, Byron Murphy is perfect for the Texans. And then one of his colleagues leaned over and said, ain't no chance he's going to be there for the <laughs> Texans. So I was like, okay, well, you know, if you can't get one Texas line, then maybe you go for the other Longhorn.
2: it's with us uh, here on in the loop on sports radio 610 we've been having this discussion and and you threw this opinion out when we were doing uh a discussion about michael pittman jr in, in a hypothetical world y- you actually think that if michael pittman hit the market y- you would be in on michael pittman I- explain yourself why this would be the case
6: Michael Pittman has caught touchdown passes from Carson Wentz, the skeleton of Matt Ryan, Gardner Minshew, I think one from Anthony Richardson, and Sam Ellinger. Put him with a really good quarterback and a really good offense, and let's see what happens. I feel like Michael Pittman, on a better team with a better quarterback, would have an A.J. Brown-like explosion. Brown was good in Tennessee. He got great. Philadelphia, when the offense was better, the quarterback play was better. I feel the exact same way about Michael Pittman. I believe he is an untapped player in the in the NFL. And if he sticks around in Indianapolis and they franchise tag him or extend him, I'll certainly understand him sticking around in Indianapolis. But if he hits the open market, I believe some team's going to make him very rich, and I believe some team's going to get a very good wide receiver from day one who can turn into a great Wide receiver. He's got a long track record of success with a variety of different quarterbacks who weren't any good. They put him with a good quarterback, and let's see what happens. And from a Texans' perspective, yes, an investment in Michael Pittman probably means that Nico Collins is not going to be on the Texans very long. But you can sort of gimmick this thing together for say two seasons with Nico Collins by using you know the final year of his contract and a franchise tag and also have Pittman for those two seasons. So how does two seasons of Michael Pittman, Tank Dell, and Nico Collins sound to you? Because to me, it sounds pretty damn awesome. Uh,
5: One more thing on the combine itself and what you're seeing, because I'm also very high on linebackers uh, for uh, the Texans. Uh, Sweat, uh, I want to put a fence around Texas, basically. Uh, Edgar and Cooper, for me, is a perfect D'Amico linebacker, just like... Sweat might be a perfect DT. Uh, what have What have you got out of him and other linebackers?
6: Man, they talked to a couple of linebackers. Peyton Wilson from NC State, um, uh, Eichenberg, the Ohio State linebacker. It feels like kind of. It feels like this year's version of Henry Toto. I don't know that he's going to be an incredible workout guy, but he started a ton at Ohio State. Uh, he was. He, he called the defense at Ohio State. His teammates call him a leader. Uh, One of his other teammates said he was like the grumpy uncle when people would mess up on defense. He'd come in and and correct them and fix things in the defensive room. And so Eichenberg feels like a a very, you know, hey, maybe he's this year's Henry Toto, and hopefully Toto moves up the depth chart, gets a little bit better. And then, look, they would be foolish not to check in and at least see with Cooper, Jeremiah Trotter Jr., those top linebacker guys. Like, checking in on those guys, again, may not test out of the gym like Peyton Wilson's going to, but we know as much as anybody, D'Amico Ryan's cares a tremendous amount about the between the ears of that linebacker, especially if you're drafting a guy maybe in the second or third round that could eventually wear the green dot, call the defense, have D'Amico in the headset. He's got to feel really good about that guy's football instincts and ability to understand and translate that defense and make the adjustments and things like that. And I thought that was another interesting thing from Nick Casario where he said, hey, you know, w- when you do watch guys practice or you watch games, watch them adjust their teammates when they have that responsibility. Do they do it and always get it right? Do they do it and get it wrong a lot of times? Do they do it and their teammates don't listen to them? You know, that's something that, 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 to pay attention to when you do kind of take a peek at some of these guys' uh, highlights or games that they've played.
2: All right, I got to ask you a question because it is uh, leap day. Do, do you think that if it's leap day, that you should be allowed to celebrate your birthday each year, or should you only be allowed to celebrate it once every four years?
6: Okay, so you, so if you would, <laughs> if you were forty years old, you'd actually be ten years old. No, like, no,
2: it's just a matter of celebration. Like once you get there, like you're basically like you missed the day. Yeah, like so, so like let's say. Let's say you were born right now in Okay. Let's say you were born in what what year is it 2024. Let's say you're born in 2003. You turn 21 today. But then the year after that you're 21A, 21B, 21C and then you go up to 25. <laughs> but you were not but you're actually not officially 22 cuz there's no birthday. So should should you be able to celebrate each year or should you have to wait every 4 years?
6: I feel like you should be disqualified from anything more than a small gathering and non-official birthday years. Come on, and if if I had a friend. I would, uh, I would, I would give them smaller gifts in non-birthday years and bigger gifts in, in birthday years.
5: Thank you. You're both
2: nuts. Thank people you.
5: have birthday weekends. The other thing people is celebrate their birthday not on their actual day. If,
2: if you turn 21, like, and you were born on a leap year, if the if, if the year that you turn 21, there's not a leap year, you still shouldn't be allowed to drink. Like, let's say you're turning 21 because 20. you're 20 a. <laughs> No. You're twenty A, twenty B, twenty C, so you don't get to drink till you're twenty four. No. Like, that's just cookie cookie. That. Like, that's like just the way the Good luck telling
4: somebody that. Like the way the cookie K- Cody, comes, l- l- let's
5: say you turn twenty one on a Sunday, but you have work the next day, so you celebrate it on the Saturday or twenty five,
2: whatever it is.
5: You celebrate your birthday on other days anyway.
2: Yeah, but that's because your birthday happens to fall on a day. It didn't fall. I feel like you both make some salient points. <laughs> all right. Well, I'll let you get back to the combine. Looking forward to it. Running backs and uh, receivers tomorrow. Is that where we're going? Yeah,
6: running backs, receivers, and quarterbacks. But anytime, br- time somebody brings up a quarterback to me, I just walk away and start laughing at them. Yeah. And they're on the field this evening, right? Yeah, so D-linemen D- and linebackers are the work. So they, they kind of changed it up this year. Measurements and workouts are all in the same day, and they've kind of staggered it. Um, so you get D-linemen and linebackers tonight. And then tomorrow you'll get the uh, you know, safeties, corners, and tight ends, and then quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers. Right. After that, and then the big the big fellows are the are the uh, the you know the West Coast college football game that You've not everybody's going to watch
2: tonight. And I am going to be posted up on the combine. You need to talk to Xavier Worthy and uh, Whittington, by the way, for sure. You Need to talk to Whittington. He's not going to get a lot of attention. Just just go over there and say what's up. I will,
6: I will. I'll tell, when, I'll tell him Landry Locker said hello.
2: Yeah, tell him, hey, man. Uh, wouldn't, wouldn't, mind the Texans bringing, says, wouldn't mind the Texans bringing him into camp. What, Appreciate you. <laughs> what,
6: what, what, one more small thing about uh, uh, Texas players. I did find it interesting that the Texans do not currently have a meeting set with Jatavia and Sanders, but they do have a meeting or had have, had have a meeting with a bunch of other tight ends here at the Combine. So, I don't know if maybe they feel like Sanders isn't going to be there or you know, they just haven't set the meeting yet, but no Jatavian Sanders for the Texans just yet uh, from that standpoint.
2: That's cool. Uh, he did say that he would fit in with the Dolphins, so maybe, maybe you know, that's kind of a we'll similar system. We'll see what happens. It's, it's fun times ahead. Uh, good trip with uh, Cody Stutes here on Sports Radio 610. Coming up, the battle at the important position when it comes to the Houston Texans